Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. And Pastor Ryan is joining us live this afternoon with a message for our listeners about some upcoming events. Hey guys, this is Pastor Ryan Hussein with Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, I just wanted to invite you out to our Good Friday service on April 2nd at 7 p.m. and to our Easter service on Sunday, April 4th at 10 a.m. Join us as we celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I sure look forward to seeing you there. God bless and take care. In today's program, we're studying in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 20. Here's Pastor Ryan. And Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and mercy. Lord, where would we be without you? You're the God who made the heavens and the earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Lord, you have given us salvation through your son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. And we're just so grateful that we can have a relationship with you. And we pray that all who hear tonight's message, all those who are in attendance, if they don't know you, would come to know you. If they're watching and they don't know you, that they would surrender their life to you. For Lord, it is the only way to heaven. You are our only hope. And man's greatest need is salvation from their sins. And so Lord, as we study your word, may you speak to us by your spirit. Lord, give us humble hearts and pour out your grace tonight. I can do nothing without you, Lord. And so I pray for your help, for your strength. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. So in 2 Kings chapter 20, we are dealing with the end of King Hezekiah's life. He's the king in the southern kingdom of Judah. As you know, the northern kingdom of Israel is no more. The Lord has allowed the Assyrian Empire, who is the most powerful empire on earth at this time, He has used them as a tool to remove the northern kingdom of the Israelites because they had turned away from God and had worshipped a false god, pagan, pagan gods, wickedly in the eyes of the Lord. And so the Lord had removed them. But Hezekiah was a good king as we've been studying. He was a good king and God blessed him immensely. Everything that Hezekiah did in his life prospered because of the Lord. But in his latter days, as Hezekiah got older and he was living in prosperity, he began to have a prideful heart. We read or we read that the Assyrian armies, when they came to attack Judah, that Hezekiah fell ill even to the point of death. And we read that Hezekiah humbled himself before the Lord And the Lord had mercy on Hezekiah and gave him 15 more years to live. And you would think that after God showed him such great mercy and giving him 15 more years of life, 
that Hezekiah would have learned his lesson and stayed humble and dependent on God. But sadly, he didn't. In 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 25, we're told that Hezekiah did not repay according to the favor shown him, for his heart was lifted up, therefore wrath was looming over him and over Judah and Jerusalem. And so after the Lord healed him of his sickness, after God had given him the 15 years, the promise, we read that Hezekiah didn't repay God for the favor shown him. And that's a scary place to be. Mercy given a longer length of life to prosper and to be blessed as Hezekiah was, but then to not give back to God for the favor that God had shown him. And, you know, if you think about long life, and, you know, I, I, most people desire to live a long life. You know, there's a few exceptions, but usually people want a longer life. And people pray for a good and long life. We have witnessed many people pray for healing because of sicknesses and the fear of perhaps not making it through an illness time and again. And I wonder how many of those folks who have been blessed with healing, who have been blessed with a successful operation, who have been blessed to live a long life, I wonder how many of them are giving back to God for the favor that he has shown him. The one thing we learn about Hezekiah is that as he got older, God's standards didn't change for him just because he got older. When Hezekiah was a young king, he honored God because the law required that his people honor him. He did those great reforms. But in his latter days, as he got older, perhaps in his mind, he felt he did it all. Perhaps in his mind, he reestablished the worship in Jerusalem. So he thought that perhaps God's standards did not pertain to his own life. After all, he was an older man at this point. And so the warning is there. God's standards don't change just because we get older physically or we grow older spiritually and more mature. God's standards are still relevant no matter how old we are in our walk with the Lord. If it is a good thing for a baby believer to be in church, to be in prayer, to study his Bible, to fellowship with others, to not be isolated, then when that baby Christian becomes more middle-aged Christian, those things don't change. They're just as important. And in our older age, spiritually and physically, those things do not change. We need to finish strong. Hezekiah did not, unfortunately, even though he was one of the best kings in the Bible. Hezekiah's pride was bringing upon God's wrath. God's wrath is on its way because of Hezekiah's pride. Second Chronicles tells us that it was looming. It's about to come. It's a matter of time. 
And what's crazy is how prosperity came to Hezekiah as he was living a life for God and honoring God in his early days. So rather than like wrath coming, blessings were coming. And, and, I, and as believers in Jesus Christ, you know, if we abide in him and he in us, we should expect blessings. We should expect prosperity spiritually. And in every way, things work out for us as we abide in God and God in us. But if we retract ourselves, if we pull back, thinking God's standards no longer pertain to us, or we get an excuse, then we can expect chastening, guys. And here, uh, God's wrath is looming. And he knew it because Isaiah the prophet was ministering to him, and he knew it was coming. Hezekiah's pride was bringing this on, but when he prayed to the Lord again, he, pray, he prayed again when he knew that God's wrath was coming on him and on the city. He prayed again. But this time, Second Chronicles specifically tells us that he prayed for the pride in his heart, which was super cool that it was detailed as to what his issue was. Hezekiah knew what his issue was. God's wrath is looming because my heart has become prideful. Woo! Andrew Murray defines pride as independence from God. Independence from God. So Hezekiah knew that God's wrath was coming because he was living a life that was independent of God. And this is why the fundamentals of our faith are so important. The going to church, the praying, the interaction with one another, the sharing of our faith, the sharing of our love, the caring for the poor. All of the fundamental things of Christianity are important because it's not just about our welfare, but those around us who are watching us. We want our children and our grandchildren to look at our lives and say, wow, mom, dad, they depend on God. Grandma and grandpa, they depend on God. Amen. No one has to preach to them. They can just see. They can just tell. On Sundays, they leave. They go to the house of the Lord. At home, I see them reading the word. I see them praying. I see them interacting with other Christians. It speaks volumes that we are dependent on God. But when we don't, then they see Right? Our children and our grandchildren, they're not. They're, they're not dumb. They, they, they can see. The world can see what's important to us. We need to stay dependent. And when we're not, it's pride. You know, Jesus may have to regularly attend the Sabbath, the, the synagogue on the Sabbath, but not us. Some, some have for, forgotten, my goodness. Our master attended regularly. Our master was so dependent on, completely dependent on the Father. And, and we need to too, because when that begins to, to wane, then what happened to Hezekiah can happen. In Psalm 138, verse 6, God says, Though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. God, who's high in the heavens, and he's omnipotent, so he's everywhere, but he is high and lifted up, yet he regards the lowly. God regards, he comes close to, he helps, he strengthens, he encourages, he blesses those who are lowly of heart, who say, you know, I can't do Wednesday without God. Amen. 
I can't do Thursday without God. I can't do any day without him. I'm coming to him in lowliness. I need you, Lord. And so the Bible says that God regards that person, but the person who's proud in heart, proud in heart, independent of God, not seeking God, not, not coming to church regularly, has no fellowship with people. I mean, that's an independent, that's isolation. And that's what Satan wants to do to all of us. His greatest sin was pride. Lucifer thought he was all that. Him and a third of the angels, angels, they were independent of God. And God cast them down. And that disease of pride is what we all have to fight against. And serve the Lord in lowliness. Worship him. Depend on him. It's so important for us to learn how to be humble and fully dependent on God. Knowing that any success that we have in life, whether spiritually, ministerially, any, knowing that any success in our life, whether spiritually, ministerially, physically, relationally, financially, in any way, knowing that it comes from the Lord. Knowing that it comes from the Lord. That's not just Christianese. That's solid, without a doubt. I know that every blessing that I have, any good that comes into my life, I know for a fact that it's the Lord. And that's not enough. That's not enough. It's not just that it's the Lord, but to also be wise enough to say, and it's not me. And it's not me. Because people will speak well of us when we do well for ourselves. And that is a test from the Lord whether or not we're going to give glory to God when they say, my goodness, you got a degree from that college? Yeah, 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 but it was the Lord. It was the Lord that gave me the strength because, shoot, I'm not in this. It's the Lord. Oh, you build that nice house? Yeah, but it was the Lord who gave me the energy and, and the know-how. Anything good. And to teach our kids, give all glory to God. Because we live in a very bad world, as you know, very terrible when it comes to pride. It's, it's you know, I'm appalled at, at what we see today. So it's important for us to learn to give God the glory and to be humble. He is the giver of life. It is he who has provided for us all things. And it is he who prospers us, not ourselves. And so in verse 12, we read, At that time... Baradak Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he heard that Hezekiah had been sick, and Hezekiah was attentive to them, and showed them all the house of his treasures, the silver, the gold, and the spices, and the precious ointment, and all his armory, all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in his house or in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. And so here we have the king of Babylon. And again, Babylon and all the other little nations are, are small. And they're, they're fighting against the Assyrians that were the, the head empire. And uh, this king, this Baladan, the Baradak Bal Baladan from Babylon, he reigned for two periods actually, from 721 to 710 BC, and another time from 703 to 702 BC. And in 702, 
Historians say that he fled the Assyrians to the country of Elam, where he was there continuing to resist the Assyrian Empire. But his care for King Hezekiah, his concern, was because he needed Hezekiah's help. And so when Hezekiah was sick, the king of Babylon sent him letters and a present. And we're told with that present came ambassadors, and it's the ambassadors in which Hezekiah showed him all of the treasures, all of the goods of the nation of Judah. We're told that the king was interested in the wonder of the land. Isn't that beautiful? In, in Second Chronicles chapter 32, the king, the prince, he sent these ambassadors because he was curious of the wonder of the land. And no doubt he wanted to know how in the world did you Judeans have get victory over the Assyrians. Remember the camp of the Assyrians where the angel of the Lord came? He killed 185,000 Assyrians. So the king of Babylon wants help from Hezekiah. And so he sends these ambassadors. He, he wants to know the wonder of the land. What made Judah so great? In 2 Chronicles 32, the writer says that God, God withdrew himself from Hezekiah in order to test him when the ambassadors came. When the ambassadors from Babylon came, God withdrew himself to know that he might know all that was in Hezekiah's heart. God withdrew himself. See how, see what Hezekiah would do in showing the ambassadors of Babylon all of this treasury. God was testing Hezekiah's heart to see if he would give God the glory for all of the treasures of Judah and the riches of the land. God made Hezekiah and Judah so rich that his treasuries were full of silver, gold, precious, precious stones. He had flocks of herds in abundance. He had cattle. He had an armory with gold shields. And it wasn't just the... the the, the riches that he accumulated in his lifetime, it's, it's the kings before him. All of the treasuries there in Jerusalem, it, all of the stuff was stored there. And he showed them all of these things. And God was testing them whether or not he would give God the glory. God tests our hearts even tonight, guys. God tests our hearts even tonight, even today. When we were lowly or when we are lowly maybe some of you are in the beginning stages of of your walk with the lord maybe some of you are the beginning stages of your married life maybe some of you are lowly financially for whatever reasons whatever you know we're all in different places but when we were lowly god tested our hearts then when we were lowly and we didn't have much when my wife and I started off in our marriage, we didn't have much at all. We were broke as a, yes, joke. But we loved God, and we loved each other. And there was hope. 
But in our lowly state, we were tested. As you are in your lowly state, wherever you look back at it. God tests the lowly man. Whether the lowly man or woman is going to honor God in their lowly state. When you're broke, will you still worship God? Will you still praise Him? Will you still obey Him? Will you still give glory to Him? Will you serve Him in your lowly state? God watches that. He tests that. And when He sees faithfulness, when we're lowly in the small things, and then God begins to bless because we've been faithful when we were lowly. Lord, you know that we love you because when we were broke, we learned to tithe still. You know, we still honor him, you know what I mean? And then God was able to bless more. So then we got some more change. You get some more change, you know. It's the American dream. We got it easy here compared to other nations. You honor God. You honor God when things are lowly. Then you begin to grow. And then you're doing a lot better. And does God not test you because you're doing a lot better? Absolutely he does. He does. Now that you're doing a lot better, let me see if you're still that excited about church. Let, let me see if you're still excited about prayer and reading the word and, and giving and caring for the poor. and all. You know, just God tests the heart. And then by God's grace, if you get to a place where, my goodness, it's, he's blessing beyond your wildest dreams and you are super blessed. Does he not test you again still? Yes. And the standards don't change. Whether we're poor or whether we're wealthy. Right? It doesn't change. We still are called to worship him, to praise him, and to give, right? According to what we can give. God tests the hearts. In Proverbs 17, verse 3, it says, The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. The one thing God tests us and tests Hezekiah is, do we love him? Do we love him? That, that's always going to be the test. Do you love me? Like he told Peter, Jesus told Peter on the shore of Galilee when he was resurrected. Peter, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Okay, then feed my sheep. Then again, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Good, then tend to my sheep and, tend to my, and teach my, my lambs. That doesn't change. His standards do not change. And I hope that speaks to some people here and, and maybe watching. The crazy thing about the flesh and the devil is we'll start making excuses. We'll excuse ourselves from the good, old, faithful things that he's called us to be faithful in. We will excuse ourselves. And you, we just can't do that. Then why ask for longer life? Then why ask for a successful surgery if we're not going to serve the Lord anyways? Hezekiah showed him the extent, these men, the extent of his riches to show these guys that Judah is capable of helping Babylon. Judah is capable of helping Babylon. Look at what we have. And Hezekiah failed because these riches don't help you and they don't help Babylon, Hezekiah. The Lord God of Israel is the one who has helped you. The Lord God of Israel is the one who has blessed you. Not these riches. Not the things that we possess. Not the things that God has given us. Yes, when we get older we can buy more insurance as they say. But our dependency and our faith must always be in God not in the possessions that he blesses us with 
He trusted in his great wealth rather than in the Lord. He acted as if it was by his own greatness that he had attained these riches. Paul the Apostle would say to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7, For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? I want to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. I want to be successful. You want to be successful. But we must remember that it is God who gives us the successes and to give them the glory. It is God who has given us our food, our clothing, our homes, our ability to have fun and do things and buy things and bless others and have our sustenance. It is God and Him alone who defends us, who protects us, and it's all Him. Hezekiah lost sight of that. Any victory, anything good, to whom much is given, much is required. Hezekiah, God's standards didn't change, my brother. God's standards did not change. What made Hezekiah think that? Then Isaiah, uh uh-oh, shows up. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and just hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chapel.